What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 149 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host, and that son of a gun who buys video games, plays them, and then beats them, Eric Getty Gettinger. With me is our perpetual backlog blog builder, Alex Arona. Golf clap. Listen, Getty, it's not from lack of trying. I just love games, okay? And I love buying them on deals. Low, low prices. Are you That's driving the market down? Kinda. Yeah. I buy. I buy them off of uh, offer up. I just tell someone, "Hey, it ain't worth that. Ten dollars less. Let's go." And that works for you. Every seventy-five uh, percent of the time, it works every time. Terrible. You botched that. It's okay. <laughs> usually fifty percent. It's actually fifty percent. Well. I know that we started off this podcast kind of rocky already, but there's just something about being able to click done on something that's satisfying, you know? And uh, also with us this week, we have self-proclaimed beatless champion, Joel DeWitt. I am taking everyone down or burning this podcast to the ground with me. Especially you, Getty. I'm right there with you. I am holding the gasoline. If you just want to set me on fire, we can end this right now. The Viking. That's a. That's a. Viking close the hat. loop. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm currently in the lead, uh, and uh, Joel is second place. If you take away all of Getty's H games, well, that you know, just not how just it works, choosing so. every time you beat Wordle doesn't count to the beat list. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> to me, it does. To me, it does. Uh, I'm not even going to get started on that. Did, did, wasn't there something about credits needing to roll for it to count? Does Wordle have credits? No, it doesn't. Then it doesn't count. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, last person up, our favorite gamer, Alec Parks. And I really can't tell if this is serious or if you're trolling me. Neither can I. That's the nice thing about the podcast. Week in and week out, I don't know what's serious. I don't even know what's real anymore. I feel like we just do whatever. And nobody vets anything that I say. The games, I could put anything on here and not... I feel like I'm probably going to get in trouble at some point, but... So you're saying we should be offended. Also, Maybe. none of this is true. I vet everything we do. No, because he doesn't <laughs> prove it. He didn't even look through anything that I wrote. I did. I actually forgot. I, I read this so early that I thought this was last week's episode. And I was like, did he just rewrite the same episode? Because I was like, I read God, this before. I, I should swear. definitely start doing that. I'm going to start going back and recycling old content so it saves me time. I mean, isn't that what comedy is? Calling back to earlier things? Also, Maybe. we have called you out on at least two separate occasions for saying the same joke, and you said, yeah, well, it takes it's a long time to write all these. Yeah, you want to spend 150 episodes writing? Never mind. Whatever. We're going to have a nice uh, ending to this episode, too. Uh, what? A, yeah. This week, we're going to bust out our grappling hooks and early adopters, chat ourselves silly with the news, and finally talk about those holiday gifts that have been collecting dust in our backlogs. Joel, I don't have anything for you to add this week. Sweet. Maybe just mute Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Sassasaurus Rex. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sassy. That was the whole point of... Rada, rada, rada. Yeah. What? 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 Okay. (laughs) Yep. That, That tracks. All right, we're going to jump into Early Adopters then, where we play alphas, betas, and games that ratchet things up. Got a mechanic joke in there for you. 
I know you guys uh, all played the games this week. I don't have to worry about stressing anybody out. So let's talk mechanic 8230. Who, who by show of applause played this beta this week? Joel, oh, insert applause. applause. Excuse me. <laughs> Joel played it? Oh, nice. Uh, Hashtag applause. Wait, wait, nobody else did. No, I I played it. I'm just not a, I'm not clapping into the microphone like a weirdo. Well, yeah, you know what? You could actually I, probably I don't see just what's weird about this, to be honest. Put some applause into uh, the episode after it's all. It's fine. We'll we'll get this in editing. We'll get this in editing. All right, mechanic eighty two thirty. Uh, I think Joel played it the most recently. If you could give us a recap of what you experienced with this game. I don't know that point-and-click adventure games are for me. Um, so, Mechanic, what was the number again? 8230. 8230. Does that ever get answered why it's called 8230? Just that there must be a bunch of mechanics like this guy, and he's having a particularly bad day. Okay. I actually kind of thought it might be the like the year, because it does seem in like the apocalyptic future. Anything's possible. So Mechanic 82.30 is a point-and-click adventure game. You play this Mechanic garbage disposal type person. Like, he he lives in this tiny little hobble hut home and then walks straight out to his job, which is taking one of those cranes with a Madden on it and just moving stuff to a, a burn line. And then he ends up pulling a robot of some type, brings him into his home, uh, fixes him up, Robot seems confused, and then the android Gestapo comes in and takes you for mind erasing. Mm-hmm. Is that more or less? I think that sort of tracks the intro. That's definitely yeah. something that happened in this. How did you mm-hmm. feel about the art style? You know, I, uh... It drew on me. So, so like, it, it, the, everything's kind of, like, grimy-looking in the game and it's got that kind of pseudo 3d-ish kind of look where there's rounded edges to everything and sort of a spherical shape to try to shove depth to the characters and things uh but the kind of grimy look was off-putting until i got used to it and it's like well it fits the environment so like artistically it is consistent it looks good the characters are very uh cartoonish yeah in like the style like the the guy's actual face made me think of like uh, a Nickelodeon character almost. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it is totally consistent. It is interesting. Uh, I would be curious to see how many more environments show up just because a lot of the places you're in right now are kind of samey. Uh, that might just be the scope of the demo though. Yep. So completely agree. The characters look like something you would find uh, on your Saturday morning cartoons back in our day. I'm talking like Hey Arnold, maybe some ah real monsters. Also, it does have like a it has a textured look that brings to me like like claymation. A little like bit. A very yeah. yeah, like a very claymation y look that it for me I like I felt like I could pull them out as models. And play with them? Yeah. They look like action figures. Like but weird messed up ones. See I think that they look like the cartoons from like the early nineties. Not hey hey Arnold or Ah Real Monsters, but like the weird like acid M- MTV like late night cartoons. I don't know about that. Well, you know, agree to disagree. 
There's like a there's like a there's a computer that's just like a brain. Yeah, that's where I was like I was like wow this is weird like the computer screen is just straight a brain. Yeah, I don't I don't think that was ever in my scope. The one time I watched uh, South Park when I was a kid, I got in trouble. <laughs> so I didn't have access to late night MTV at the time. Gosh, yeah, I got weird. Joel, I don't and envy flex. you. <laughs> that flex. sounds terrible. Was you you don't know what you have, what you don't have until you're exposed to more. You know. <laughs> yeah, straight up, I feel really bad. Uh, <laughs> so we got a, a little bit of a taste for the game. Some of the puzzles, uh, I know that they could throw you for a curveball. So, Alex, favorite puzzle and then least favorite puzzle that you encountered in this game. This demo. Favorite puzzle was, I want to say that it was um, the moving around the switches or uh, taking wires out of a wall and then finding a spring and making using it to make a grappling hook. And mm-hmm. then you use the grappling hook to hook onto a vent and then you throw a boot that burns and the guy turns on the uh, fan because it is smoky in there. And that kind of pulls the fan out with your grappling hook, it which is a, it's a very clever puzzle. Yeah, it's a journey to get there. All the puzzles had multiple steps to them, making them more in-depth than your regular, like, oh, I'm just going to go open this door. Yep. And then uh, worst one is slide puzzles. I There's something wrong with me that I just I don't see a pattern. I don't like I know what I'm supposed to do, but I whenever I look at it, I have no idea how to get there. So I kind of just slide randomly until it either works or I just go, ah, you know what? I don't, I don't need to do it. And I like this game actually quite a bit. Um, it had a, a lot going on in the look uh, that these characters felt very uh, endearing to me in their own messed up way. I felt like they had a lot of character to them. I just uh, hope that I, when I when this game comes out and I purchase it inevitably, that I can get past that slide puzzle that oh man if you get it and then you can't get past that puzzle i am gonna feel really just sad you want me to come over and do it for you yes okay yes but you have to pay me how much for the podcast every week nope yep Mm. it ain't worth that much i can't turn off this charm so you gotta pay for it how about I pay for it by talking about the next one? Nope. Bad. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> Trying to backseat host. You can go ahead. If you want to host, you're more than welcome no. to. What? I want to give you sass. One thing I did actually like, a uh, little detail, is in there was that one room where it was like the robot arm and the sort of like uh, surgery table with the terrible like needles and stuff. Um, part of the puzzle to figure out that room is there are posters and stuff on the wall that give instructions, but then there's also like one of those help wanted pictures with the uh-huh. little slips of paper at the bottom. And you don't realize it's part of the puzzle until you're sort of reaching for everything else and you notice like, okay, it tore a piece off. Then you walk around, come back, and think like, maybe I'm missing something. But you keep on tearing pieces off until the cleaner robot comes up and, and sucks it all up in the vacuum and spits out things you need for the b- bigger puzzle. But uh, clever little things like that uh, are sort of peppered throughout this thing. So I'm 
I'm not sure I'll be playing it, but I am impressed at least with the sort of tonal consistency and uh, clever puzzles to start with, at least. Joel, I think I want to. I think I want to get you into a, a point-and-click adventure game. Like I got to find the right one because that's again something I've been getting into the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think I could find one that you might enjoy. And that game I, is. Well, I got to work on it. I got to workshop it. I have like five in mind. So okay. you you think you found a game for him, but you got to go. No, I said I have to find more? him a game. I said I can. I feel like I can find him one. I feel confident. All right, if. If that's what you want to do with your free time, so that was. Uh, oh. I think you could get into Monkey Monkey's Island with your kids. Monkey's Island. Yeah, that's I think it's what the... called Monkey Island. M- Monkey oh, okay. Islands. All right. Yeah, there's there's like three of them. Oh, the series. At least three, yeah. maybe more. Maybe more. Or Zach McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders. You're writing these down. No one likes that title. I thought it was okay. Mm. Be sure to write them down. You can't go back and listen to this ever again. Nope. You know the rules. <laughs> not, not if I keep doing the recordings what I have been. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, bad podcast humor. We're chopping it up over here. Yeah, we're doing something to it. That was Mechanic 8230. Kind of a short demo, just enough to to wet the taste buds make sure you get all of it in there on the other hand we had quite a long demo a play test if you will of sanabi and alex gushed about this game so much in our chat that i think it's only fair that i pass the reins over to him to give you a taste of it you really, you really got to stop with these water puns. I'm not the wet gamer. That's Andre. Mm, so you keep making, delicious. You, yeah, you keep making gross wet sounds, and I don't like with these with these words that I don't like how it's described. Must. Uh, Sanab- <laughs> that was that was one of the word old words this week. Um, a lot of people were upset. So, uh, Sanabi is a. It, I just want to. I like how it sets up where it is a. Uh, it's a it's a 2D pixel art platformer. Tell me if you've heard that one before. And uh, the major, the big draw to it is the grappling hook. The grappling hook. Grapple uh, arm. Which was so hot in 2019. Uh, everything had a grapple hook. But in this case, you have an, uh, you are a guy in a, like a trench coat and a cool hat. And you have a giant like robotic arm that acts as a grapple hook and they you know that you are with a child and you are help raising this child in the in the in the mountains and you're just living a kind of carefree life and you're playing a game uh where you're going on a on a fake adventure for her and uh you know she has a set up an elaborate obstacle course for you to go collect raspberries and it's very cute uh and it, you know, and the the mechanics are very well thought out. The grapple hook feels good. It is a mouse and keyboard game, but the grapple hook is used with the mouse aiming, and you shoot, grab, and swing. You give, uh, you actually get like a little bit of like a jet propulsion that that thrusts you through your swing, climbing up walls, and then something happens that uh, no spoilers. That your whole what is that? No spoilers. Sp- Spoilers. No, I'm going to spoil the first like minute and a half of this game of this beta test. (sighs) Uh, An explosion happens and destroys the child under your care and your house. 
and and then the rest of the game takes place on your murderous revenge quest destroying and decimating everything in your path and it is so cool uh everyone is frightened of you there is uh, a battle where you are flying through the air with your grapple hook uh beating a guy who's got a gun for a head uh on top of a chandelier and the the office building with the chandelier is also kicked in blood because you had to you have murdered everybody in the office and that's we're still at the prologue we're still at the prologue because then after that whole epic mess you find out that the person who was responsible uh is in this sector of the city and you are part of the military squad that have been asked to go and take him down and you have nothing to lose and they give you more abilities like uh Ori and the blind uh Ori and the will of the wisps or the blind forest where you have like that uh projectile dodge if a projectile gets shot at you you can use it uh for kind of leverage to shoot out they give you kind of a lot of abilities and uh it's very very well coordinated the way the movements work with the grapple hook because you then also can grab onto things and like jet towards it uh you get boosts parries dodges a lot of stuff that goes along with just using this grapple hook as a weapon and i i really loved it that was comprehensive yeah man <laughs> sanabi really like it kind of grabbed into me because it just like reminded me, this is just anime to me, this is just anime, and that's where I was very excited. I was like, "Oh, like because they even do like a kind of a like a like a you know a villain a villain's like, what are you gonna do? You can't do anything!" And all of a sudden, you're like, "Ching!" And then you see like the guy almost like cut in half that slicing anime move that happens in anime. And it's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, this is so cool. This is just anime," and I loved it. And that's where I was hyped on Sanabi. Joel, did you get a chance to play this one? Yeah, I brought a grapple hook to a gunfight. Um, the uh <laughs> i i liked a lot about what's going on with this game so far i got to that fight with a chandelier that's about the threshold i reached before we got to recording time uh i was struck by how good the grapple feels and so it can cling to anything that has sort of a, a textured surface so when you start it was like grassy wall uh in the case of the actual chandelier fight the gun person was teleporting in different places and you'd have to reach him and grab onto him before he shot a, a bullet and then do a sort of like, uh, I won't call them quick time events, but like you'd have to click your mouse over and over again or you'd have to hold it down and it would give you prompts of what you had to do before you did the damage of him. But the grapple hook itself, it's got this great swing to it. You feel all the momentum in it. You have that button that sort of does a dash, so you can really uh, propel yourself quickly when you do that. And a game like this that's combat-focused, it, it's a nice divergence from, say, like, uh, Katana Zero is, like, one of the last one of these indie revenge stories that I played. And that one's more weighted and grounded. So it's, it's a nice contrast to something like that. Glad to hear it. And Sounds again, you like... didn't even get, you didn't even get to like the military part where they give you like, oh, here's some a whole other heap of moves, and dashes and other like movement based features, and you're like, oh damn, oh damn, they give you a lot. I think everybody that uh, played it got to enjoy it quite thoroughly. I wish you guys had the opportunity to play as far as I did. I made it all the way to the end of the story content, and uh, let me tell you giant worm boss 
Uh, mm. Giant mechanical worm boss. Definitely uh, a journey to get there too. Uh, Getty, does he get? Does your character get even more badass? Because when I got to the military base, everyone was just falling all over themselves, afraid of your character, and your character was just like, "I don't care anymore." It was very funny. Well, it was really cool. So, Alex, you got to the part where they tell you that you're going to go to this uh, like place where something happened. Yeah, they even say like, "Just give me Operation Zero," and I'm like, "I don't. I want to know what that is." And they didn't tell me. Yeah, so <laughs> it gets more badass because. You hop into this jet to go there, and there's people, like, shooting at it, and, like, there's serious damage sustained to the the jet, and the pilot's like, I I think we should turn back, like, it's a bad idea, and he's like, keep going, and then he, like, sits down, and then they get over the, the drop zone, and instead of slowing down, he's like, let me out here, and he's like, we're going super fast, and he's like, I said let me out. (laughs) So, the character has... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's a, a war-hardened brigadier general with nothing to lose, and it's super badass. Some of the yeah. the climbing and platforming challenges uh, in that second half of the, the playtest, man, I'll tell you, there were a couple that I got upset about because I couldn't get the timing just right. It would be set up in such a way that you have to grab onto something so that it, your weight drags it down, but then you have to find a way to get around it and up to get past it. So I kept getting stuck. I would get the platform to drop a little bit, but you can't go too far because you'd fall off the stage and then try and swing and propel myself, and it, it got kind of messy. But man, boss yeah. fights felt really cool in this play test. Yeah. I think that, yeah, they, they, they hit something good here and with both uh, the writing and the humor, because it actually has a, a, also a very substantial amount of dialogue where uh, people are definitely like trying to talk your character into different pieces and different stuff. And your character's just like, I don't care. It's like, <laughs> and he doesn't have voice acting, but you don't, I imagine this guy has a real gravelly voice. Uh, and it, it's, it's just a it's a it's a good character overall that it makes me very happy. It's like it, it reminds me a lot of like Vin Diesel and Fast and the Furious. They're just like, don't t- never tell me the odds. It's okay, I Calm thought down. that was Han Solo. Uh, I think also <laughs> I want to say that also might be Vin Diesel. Yeah. Mm. I'll have to rewatch those movies for like the fourth time. Yeah, or use Google to find out who said it better. <laughs> I feel like there'd be a lot of opinions on that. Do we really want Alex Googling <laughs> yeah. things? Yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> best running joke on the podcast. <laughs> well, you know, I I usually dream about being able to travel either by rolling or by grappling hooks, so we should definitely swing into a break. But uh, just to reiterate, everybody needs to go check out Sanabi on Steam right now. All right, now we can swing out.
back with the news. Hey, news. I spent too much on the Steam Chinese New Year sale this year. Lunar New Year. Lunar What'd New Year. What'd you get? Uh, like a bunch of stuff. I finally pulled the trigger on Shadow Warriors, too. Okay. Do you like Shadow Warriors as a series? I have had that on my wish list forever. Man. Yeah, isn't it, it, it's very Borderlandsy, isn't it? I believe so. In in ways. I yeah. went to go buy a bunch of stuff at twelve thirty today. It was gone. It, it was until noon. Mm-hmm. Steam sales always reset at I noon. It by this much. <laughs> Did you need those games or no? Oh God! I can barely play the ones I have. Of course, I don't need them. <laughs> That's an interesting position for Alex to take, given the yeah. frequency of which he buys the same game over and over again. <laughs> no, no, no! It's the it's it's the exact opposite, Joel. This is what I tell myself. I tell myself more often now. Do I need this game when I ha- should probably play the other game? And I don't have time to play all of the games. You do it anyway. We know. I didn't this time. I didn't this time. That's what he says, Hold but on. it's going to turn out that he actually bought them in the middle of the night in a haze. I did I did buy something, but I can't remember what. I bought something. You know, the second huh. I started not pre-buying games thinking I will play them is the second I was a lot happier about <laughs> how I plan out my games. Uh, yeah, that that's the bad habit you want to avoid is like buying stuff because it's on sale thinking I'll play it one day. Eh, I'm okay with it because, again, it's on sale. It's not like I'm paying 60 bucks. Uh, keep telling yourself that. My threshold is 20 bucks. <laughs> His threshold is 20 American dollars. No, it was dollars. News. First piece of news that was brought to our attention. The uh, Supermassive, the guys that do Dark Pictures Anthology, they trademarked five titles maybe they will be the the future titles for the series but knowing that they're trademarking way more uh definitely seems like that that's going to be an even longer run of a series than what i had in originally anticipated i was thinking like five would be their max but man they could get it up to like 10 now well what do you mean by what do you mean by five? Hold on. What do you mean by f- uh, five? I mean, how many were this season? Four, right? They have put out three so far, and there's one more. And they have one more in season one. And they said that's season one. So just season two, they get an extra one. They, they got, a, they got uh, a contract for an extra one. That's good. I don't think it's like crazy. Well, whoever put the... Okay, here. I opened the article that was pasted here. The Craven Man... Cool. Oh, death. Directive. Cool. Eighty twenty. Ooh, sci-fi. Intercession, and mm-hmm. Winterfold. Intercession's lame, but the rest sound cool. I uh, I don't know. So the titles. I don't know what we'll be able to get out of them, considering what. House of Ashes. Yeah, Man of Medan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, none of this is actually going to help. But it is cool that this is like, again, this reminds me of like um, 
What uh, Black Mirror? I that's pretty fun. I didn't watch any of that, so. Oh, it's like you know, it's a modern day like uh, Twilight Zone. Mm. Okay. So this is this is pretty cool that they they they're continuing with these Twilight Zone style games. What's the next one that is pretty much Saw? I can't wait. What is it? The Devil. The Devil Inside. The Devil Inside. Yeah, they're sort of B-tier horror flits, right? They, that's their interactive horror movies. Uh, you know, out of the three so far, Little Hope was actually the one that I felt least compelled to come back to. I think it's because it's sort of that Salem ghost story kind of thing that didn't grab me the same way. Uh, Daddy, what what kind of story would you be looking for in another one of these? I mean, the next one definitely something that i want to explore there's so many things that make me think uh on a day-to-day basis like man if we just took these two people that keep fighting with each other and put them on a chain them to a radiator and throw them a a, a rusty (laughs) saw like i wonder who would actually remove their leg to get away from the other person are you talking about politics uh no work stuff usually i mean that's different kind of politics and just the disgusting puzzles from the movie like the the saw franchise had some weird stuff that they did and i think that they could probably plug it into this i they did a little bit of that for ah until dawn mm-hmm. when you're getting yep. trolled by your bff so that wasn't cool no really it really was not so uh what about you joel anything that would really pique your interest you know i i'm just at a point where i'll i'll take them as they come because like even the little hope story it didn't grab me as much, but I enjoyed my one playthrough. And, and even if I just did one play for the thirty bucks a pop, that that's worth it to me because that's that's a couple weeks of Kelly and I getting a chance to play it together, take turns, uh, get angry at each other when we kill somebody. That's yep. What I was gonna say: the camaraderie that we felt for one another while playing House of Ashes, and then the extreme loathing that we felt for ramos for <laughs> messing up ramos our fault. messing up our playthrough we would have been perfect if it wasn't for ramos no we wouldn't have been perfect but no it's all ramos's fault he he just he set the landmine and then he walked out of the house yeah so he didn't have to be there for when the flash went off but that is uh that's how our circle of friends work Next piece of news we got is Tunic release date will be this March, 3-16-22. So March is getting even more stacked here. Zelda like a fox. Did he say Zelda like? I'll allow it. No, 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 no. That's the code name. That was the code name. If I believe it. I think. I wonder if they still have the website. That was their website. Um, Did no, you advise the them? Yeah, probably. What was that? <laughs> no, but that was like that was their name for like the longest time. That was their code name, and that was the running joke. And I believe if you still Google it, but they used to be their website too. Okay. Yeah, but if you actually look up Zelda like a fox, 
that's that's what comes up okay but even more march game news ghostwire tokyo coming at you also in march what is up with march this year well people i mean games are coming out you know elden ring is this month um we got a couple more hot games that are coming in this month, and then uh, people love video games, Alex. Yep, March is March is the, it's stacking up pretty good. I think April will probably be the next lull of you know stupid March video games. Which one's Ghostwire Tokyo? The people who did um, it who says did Evil Within. Evil Within, which is a franchise Getty likes, hmm. but it's the one that you're doing. Uh, Different ninjutsus, and isn't it the one that's a first person, but you're shooting spells and everything? I think so, yes, but it still has like a, it's a weird, like horror themed. Gotcha. All right. I guess I'll have to play this one. Yeah. Pulled my leg. This next one is just a link and it doesn't action. All right. <laughs> somebody click on this one. I'm not doing it. Xbox Game Pass update for February. It's the next games that are going to be coming to Game Pass, uh, right, which are Skull the Hero Slayer, which I reviewed for Nintendo World Report, uh, Edge of Eternity, uh, which get, uh, which we may see a review from us in the future. <laughs> um, super clunky, which yep. well, I can't say that somebody might play it eventually, but who knows? <laughs> Telling Lies is, uh, is an FMV game. Uh, which I'm very excited for to try. Uh, Contrast, which is like a is a uh, platformer that kind of harkens back to like the 360 days. I mean, some of these are already uh, on here. Telling Lies is already here. Contrast was like one of the first PlayStation Plus games on PlayStation 4. And if it got added, Getty, it was added today, February oh. 3rd. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so many games coming to Game Pass. Yeah, people are talking about now, though, is that there's a lot of games leaving Game Pass, and it's, like, a much higher... Like, if you look at the games that are leaving Game Pass... What? They, they are... can't do that! I don't pay Game Pass for people to take away games from me. Yeah, and people are actually more upset about the games that they're being removed over the games that are uh, oh, being added. This is awful. Why are they going to take away these is? games? They're my games. I paid them so I could play them for a month. You owe nothing. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just kidding. I do enjoy my time with Game Pass, but, you know, there's too much on there that I'm not going to make it around to playing these things. If I if I really want to, then, yeah. It, it, it's a good way to sort of dabble in things and try them out and then know whether it's something worth committing to or dropping off. Like... I, I miss the I miss the rental stores, <laughs> you know. Ah. Uh, we had one before COVID went and obliterated the one we had left. Family but, video. Uh, yes, sir. Yes. I've actually got one of their signs on my wall right now. Um, but the uh, yeah, this is a good at least alternative. And I I bought a couple games that I found on Game Pass because I got a chance to play them and just wanted them on Switch instead. So like. I bet there's some sort of conversion rate for people who have their games on there and get bought. I, I have two, sir. I More recently, I got Star Renegades because it was on Game Pass, and then it fell off, so I picked it up on Switch. And I do enjoy that game, so... Yeah. It's a, a good entry 
into the gaming world for people who have fallen off for a while and have uh, some way to play it. You don't have to have a system. You can use your PC. and Or now your phone, honestly. Yeah, I, I wanted to tool around with that, but I'm not motivated enough, and I have a Switch, so... I can let you borrow my my uh, controller if you'd like. I, again, switch. <laughs> so yeah, I just um uh I I've actually con I've personally converted at least four people to Game Pass. Like people who like don't play a lot of games. They're like, I don't really play a lot of games. I'm like, you know, you could just like buy this one thing and then you can play all the games. You know what you should do? You should look at uh getting Microsoft to sponsor us so that you can talk more people into it because you're just giving them free business at this point. Yeah, but that would also uh, account for the fact that I'm somebody that's doing it and only me when I know dozens, if not hundreds of people are like, yeah, everyone should just get Game Pass. It's a universal, it's a universal statement. Staying independent just means that we can turn on them quicker than anybody. Yeah, yeah we could tell them, hey... F you game pass. <laughs> I wouldn't do Please that. cut that value. and use it as a promo for our podcast. <laughs> no, it's too good of a value. Just just like it. KFC, the second we see that bucket of computer, we'll we'll start singing praises again. But until then they can pound sand. Kentucky fried Hold video on. game system. Can, is that a catchphrase? They can pound sand? Is yeah, that a, what is that a never, saying? Yeah, you've never heard people. Well, no, what does that mean? You have never punched sand before? No. Yeah, what happens Why would when you do you that? Punch it sand, seems Alex? like a. I, got, I just. <laughs> Punching bags <laughs> have you, sand in them. <laughs> you guys are messing with me, right? Like, this is not. This is this no is a this joke. Is yeah, yeah, see, this, is, this is a shared fever dream that we're just all. Like, yep. You guys are no, gaslighting me. I've never heard this phrase. How right no. have you never heard. You've never told somebody to go pound sand when they're just being absolutely ridiculous? Okay, the, hearing it in a sentence now, I know you're gaslighting me. No. <laughs> I have told many people to go pound sand. And it also feels dirty in a way that I don't like, so I don't appreciate this this conversation that we're well, having. Well, go right file now. a complaint with HR. Yep. Because yeah, I don't know what any of let these me know words when, mean. Let me know when we find that HR rep, because they ain't getting paid, that's for sure. Well, right now, the org chart will just take it back to Alex's desk, so. Well, we have a flat organization. We don't really have managers. You know, I'd never heard of an org chart, and I was looking at one, and then someone explained to me what it was, and I'd been in my company for seven years. Oh, ah. well, that's painful for everyone involved. Yep. Speaking of painful for everyone involved, The Rock is coming to Fortnite. This is another, this is a line, uh, this is like another line of celebrity that is, like, that's the new thing in Fortnite. It's not like a character. It's not like, uh, it's not like, yeah, it's not somebody they play. It's just the actor. Uh, Will Smith and Ariana Grande uh, were in it as well previously. And so now uh, we have The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson. You know what The Rock has to say about that? Um, I would say that, hey, you should play Fortnite. It's pretty... You should know your role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was really good in Southland Tales. That was when he dropped The Rock from his name. And then he had to bring it back. Later. Well, he he didn't get to use it because his contract lapsed with the WWE. 
But then he got it back. He got it back later, and that's why in movies now yeah, he's he had to strike Johnson. a deal. He had to show up and do some wrestling in order to get it back. Yeah, WWE ain't great with that stuff. They're already they are they're they're problematic with their employees. They have been. They mm, yep. Moving Still on. Are. Moving on. Rampage wasn't a bad movie. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Where did that cover? You also missed the Wordle news. Uh, no, I was skipping that because I knew it would trigger you. Yeah. <laughs> Team 17 NFT fiasco. I don't listen or read news, so somebody do this. Okay. Team 17 uh, is a publisher who publishes quite a few indie titles that we like, and they they also publish Worms. I and, love worms. Yes, except for they were going to make worms NFTs. Oh, no. And then uh, every developer underneath them said, nope, we are not part of Team 17. No, thank you. Uh, including the uh, Overcooked people. The people from Overcooked. So uh, it was just kind of a huge deal that they came out with NFTs, and I think it lasted probably uh, 48 hours before they... Oh, Blasphemous as well. Uh they as oh. soon as they said hey we're doing nfts every developer came out and said hell no we are not part of this and uh kind of distanced them themselves from uh team 17 and all of a sudden they walked it back real quick uh a la, like troy baker uh crown trick is somebody we uh game we talked about that was also team 17 uh i'm looking i'm just going through the list there's a lot of they do a lot of games to read a boy a lot of games Yep, so they had, came out with an NFT and then quickly had to rescind Rogue Heroes, Alec. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I love, well, if they don't, if they are not legit about rescinding this NFT thing, I'm going to stop loving Team 17, but I love Team 17. Well, again, they rescinded, so it's just, uh, there was, uh, it was a very quick turnaround. Uh, again, I like Troy Baker. Troy Baker came out as a, with his own NFT company. And that also was rescinded. That took a couple of days, though. But his NFT company was for voice actors, where people could take a voice actor's voice and then own it so that they could take it and make them say things that they didn't actually say. Hmm. And then someone told them that was a bad Ooh. idea. Who's Ooh. who's Troy Baker? Don't worry about uh, it. Tro- no, Troy don't, Baker don't is him. a famous voice actor who has done uh, a number of roles uh, in games that you have heard of that you've definitely in, uh, played he was in persona 4 he was let's see oh and he he's in a ton of anime so. uh, jump onto imdb and figure out all the <laughs> things he's been in no wikipedia yeah go ahead uh so anyway bloodborne is returning in comic book form there you go who would have thought who would have yeah thought? Th- i i don't I think that they're trying. They're still trying to find ways to milk Bloodborne without actually just putting it on PC. It is definitely a world worth returning to. Yep. And I thought the the lore that they wrote, despite how finite and minimal information you get, if you research into it, it is very in depth. Yeah. I love it. A scary amount. Mm-hmm. Eyeballs everywhere. Well, I guess that gives us our freebies for the week. Uh, it's stacked here. Gee golly. We got Ukulele and the Impossible Lair over on the Epic Game Store. 
Magoo the Villain's Burger. This is a SNES-style uh, 2D platformer uh, that tries to be retro but has a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot, a lot of character to it. Mr. Then, Magoo, uh, though? Is it Mr. Magoo? No, absolutely not. Mm. And then, Getty, can I tell you about these other three games? Uh, what, are you, are you going to read them off? Yes, but I also want to dis- explain that there are three other you games. Game explain the f- them to me? Yes, there are three games All here right. in the freebie section. These are uh, freebies, but they are not time freebies. These games are just straight free. They are at any given time free. The Supper, which is a pixel art uh, action adventure game that is actually uh, it's like you like we talked about Joel, a point and click adventure, but it is a horror based game, so it is very scary. Uh, then you have uh, Dots Home, which is also a, a point and click adventure, but this one is more animated, like a cartoon. But it has a a woman who is going back in time to see her family's history. And their fight with racism. So that one's actually more of like a, that's a very cultural and important game. And then lastly, uh, Get in the Car Loser is uh, a game I told you about, Getty, that actually has a battle, is a, it is a, a, a road trip game that is also animated to look like a cartoon, but the battle system is similar to, say, like Final Fantasy 13. Hmm. So all uh, all of them have been kind of gotten pretty good reviews, and especially as hidden gems for being free. And uh, so while we have this freebie section, I did just want to comment that if you are looking for free games, any given time, these three are uh, three big games. Not just this week, but free nine to nine. They just giving them away. Yes. Well, then you just giving them away. Definitely get them, even if you don't play them for two years. They're all in my library. That's, should, we should play that's those usually someday. What happens. We should actually pick one and actually try to play. We it tried oh, no, Joel, that. that. We did. Joel, I have. Hey, um, we what? did. And <laughs> I was the only idiot that played it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh-huh. I played. I I played the um. I played the one where we went through and you had the rat. You played. You played two of them. You actually played the my, the mouse on the motorcycle one. That's the one I missed. So I did one for two. You did one for two. Also, I told you this is the year of the backlog, and these three are all on my post-it at my desk. So <laughs> That means cra- nothing to any of us. Cra- no, that means that they lists. are getting done this year. <laughs> the uh, Put it down. Okay. Uh, before we move on, question. <laughs> yeah. How much do you think it costs to license out Mr. Madu? <laughs> do you have a number? No, I don't have check. a number. Okay, <laughs> I was I was kind of excited. I was like, "Do you actually know that number?" No, I'm interested. no, I, I'm, I'm wondering how much it would cost to be Super GG Radio brought to you by Mr. Madu. Well, being buying a sponsorship and having licensing his character out for, yeah. I don't know, some stits, maybe some uh, between section uh, break stuff. Gotta be something out there. Is, yeah, is, we is is Mr. Madu's voice on cameo? Again, you'd be surprised how many times I've reached out to a celebrity to find to get an endorsement. Like that's an embarrassingly large number for this podcast. How can I, just I don't reveal that because it's stupid? We need to do this, and then one of us can just do a Mr. Magoo voice. Yeah, who's 
I think the number is around six. I think I've reached out to six celebrities. Oh, and none of them have agreed? No. <laughs> uh, well, uh, two of them have responded. How about that one? Ah. Honestly, that's pretty generous of them. <laughs> I, think, I think one was, uh, uh, was my, uh, it was their publicist that said, he does not do this kind of stuff. And I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yep. Nobody wants that super GG radio action, huh? Nope, nope, nope. It's okay. Let's uh, let's take this into uh, another break. I guess we have another segment here. I don't know. It's up to you guys. Whatever you're feeling. No. What? What? Are you gonna take a break? <laughs> <Did> you <laughs> choose your own <laughs> podcast <laughs> adventure. Like, what are we? Yeah, I don't know what we're doing. Ah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I, I, you want to take a break? You don't want to take a break? I mean, this is our podcast. No, let's take a break. All right, fine. Alex can have his break. Back with the backlog blog where we play video games that were a gift, okay? <laughs> they were a gift from me to you, Alex. <laughs> so, uh, we came up with an idea uh, over the course of our of our uh, podcasting that we like to do a uh, for Christmas. We do a video game white elephant. We will pre-buy a game on Steam and schedule it to be uh, to be available uh, throughout the podcast. Everybody buys a random gift for somebody else. It's not punishment. It's supposed to be something that we enjoy or think that the other person will or should experience. Uh, and we play them, and then we discuss them on the podcast. So this is our White Elephant video game discussion. So uh, we talked off air. Getty, you wanted to go first. Who gave you the game? What game? And your thoughts on it. Are you just trying to get back at me for this extreme amount of structure after the break, the introduction into the break? No. Okay. I I thought you liked that structure. I thought you liked, that's how you, I thought I, I was do, to do what, what I you want, like Alex. Do what you want. This is my, do what you, <laughs> this, is, this is my game that I played. So the gift that I received was from Joel, Joel DeWitt. He got me Power Washer Simulator. And this very simplistic game is a first-person shooter, but instead of shooting to kill, you shoot water out of your power washer and clean up very dirty locales and items. And I played it for, I think it was 30 hours. And you completed, beat this, right? I completed everything that is available up until now. Well, are you saying that it, they're still releasing content? There's still more to come. Oh, okay. Wow. But it is very... Uh, they're taking their time with it. Obviously, this game is a journey. Uh, you start out very simple. You have to clean off your truck that you're going to use to drive to different places. And it's just dirt that's caked on all over the truck. And then from there, it's like, okay... Now you got to go to drive places. You don't do any of the driving, but you show up, 
start a map and it's usually something that's disgustingly covered in gunk you get money from completing jobs and then you can upgrade your power washer and the attachments that you get for your power washer and just clean 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 that's now that's what i got did guys. you <laughs> <laughs> did you f- you have not played a lot of these simulator style games uh, i uh Another segment that uh, that we have is Alex's Game of Shame, where I make you all play a weird game. Um, and I had made you previously play Viscera Cleanup Detail. Um, did this feel a little bit more streamlined than something like that? And because of having played two of these games, do you feel like you are... Like, are you? is this uh, a genre for you? Do you feel like, oh man, I am now into this kind of thing? I don't know if I'm into this kind of thing, but using... So this game is pretty much designed to lower your blood pressure, from what mm-hmm. I can tell. Except for the initial scene where you uh, like roll up to a place and it's just covered in disgustingness. I yep. made Alex watch uh, like the bathroom area that they have, and it is just gunk, goop everywhere. Yep. But the sound of the power washer... Like that constant stream of it cleaning, it lulls one into a false sense of security of thinking that, wow, I could just do this for hours. And then it gets tedious. You got to get into all the nooks and crannies. You have to use different attachments. And then you also see your water bill. No, there's no water bill in this. Although (laughs) there are challenges. uh, So you can see like, oh, I bet I could do this with minimal water. Or I can do this in X amount of minutes or seconds. Okay. So, but do you, do you do you feel like this is like you will continue along this genre, or are you pretty much like I felt like this is as far as I want to go? Mm, it'd have to be something that really hooks me like this. Uh, when we played Viscera Cleanup, I, I cannot play that by myself. It would just stress me out too much. When we played <laughs> it as a group of people, that was fun. Uh, just because of the stupidity that we got into. <laughs> like, the second that you jumped into the elevator and then you went upstairs and you're like, oh, God, there's a whole second floor. Like, yeah, that, that was good. It's those moments like that. If I did that, I probably would have, like, had a panic attack and walked away from the computer. Okay. Okay. I was more curious of, like, are you going to start diving into House Flipper or, like, PC Builder? No. Like, Simulator? No. 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 If you want to, like, okay. go ahead, but... I'm I'm good, bro. No, just checking. In a level, does it need to be completely spotless for you to complete it, or is there like a percentage? Oh, I'm glad that you mentioned that. <laughs> because it is a percentage, but it is sometimes unforgiving. Mm-hmm. So you have to... It's basically like you have to clean something, uh, 99% of it, and then it'll like do a gimme. For the last percentage or something but there are really big items and really big areas where it's like clean the deck of this treehouse and we're talking like the treehouse is gigantic like it's the size of uh, what can i comparably say uh some of the bigger like a balcony in a in a game that you have to like walk around it, it can be very long in order to clean that one item and then you realize like hey i still have like three more of these and then the railing and then each of the 
individual bars on the railing and yeah i have i have problems where once i start something like that i have to finish it so yeah that's unfortunately where i got hooked okay i'm glad you enjoyed your white elephant gift it's an awkward silence (laughs) <laughs> well who do you want to do next do you want me to do it do you want me to continue now well you said that you were going to take it but no no i'll take it alex you got yes. what did i write here alex's problematic typing game aka typing of the dead who got this for you what inspired it and how do you feel having played it typing of the dead uh is Who'd you a, get it from? it's a very uh, I got it from Alec. There you go. Thank you, Alec. Alec, what inspired you to give me Typing of the Dead? You know, it's because of your problems with searching Google. And the the episode right before or the episode we first talked about it, we were trying to remember our typing class and Mavis Beacon teaches typing. And I was like, it just stuck in my head. I was like, nope, this is the game. I have to get him. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I got to tell you. Uh, it was a hit for me, and uh, I actually ran this by Beth, and she actually said that this was a very clever game. Uh, it is a variation of of uh, House of the Dead, where they have created their own like custom story, uh, the animations, and there's there is a there is cutscenes, there is a very in depth story, uh, the animation and all that stuff actually kind of follows along the uh, the it, it feels very much like a 360 game. Maybe maybe an Xbox One game, just the the way the characters look a little blocky and a little just you know the faces are just a little too stretched out on those on those models. Um, the reason why we call this a problematic game is that it's very much trying to be a B horror movie written by early '90s Quentin Tarantino. So you know the characters are like the there is a. Uh, there is a cop, one cop who's a badass and only uses uh, curse words constantly to the point of like it's just, you're like okay this isn't even like funny anymore. But then there's also a straight laced uh, cop partner who he hates and uh, loves country music. Then there's uh, two strippers that kind of are doing their own side story that kind of get into with these guys and uh, it just what is strippers doing in a typing game? Well, no, it's again, it's, it's, uh, you gotta imagine it's House of the Dead and they are, they are being attacked by zombies and then they're fighting back. And, uh, it's just a very, it, it, it just, it follows a lot of awful cliches, which are inherently funny because you're like, whoa, you can't say that anymore. That's not okay. Uh, so what, <laughs> oh, what is, so that's why it's, that's why it's kind of, it, it, it was an interesting case study for me where I'm just like, oh, oof. Nope, not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore, no. But um, uh, I will say the gameplay is interesting because it's it's, ty- it's 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 House of the Dead, so it's not meant for typing. You're supposed to be aiming. So bosses kind of were just a patient waiting for the next word to appear. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I was going to get at. What is the actual shooting? It's typing, and then it, yes. it shoots at them? Okay. The the issue there there were a couple of issues overall. I really I, I again I really enjoyed this game. I really did just because I like the the typing aspect. It did feel like take away 
the entire story and it is an edutainment game, I think that there is a valid edutainment game here. Like as a concept, not this game, not this one though, because it's very offensive. But um, <laughs> um, and uh, the 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 issues I had were things like uh, the 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 word wouldn't always appear in front of the specific zombie, or it would, but you wouldn't know which zombie is going to attack first. So one would step in front of one, but you're tight. You're midway typing through the the word for the zombie that's behind the one that end up being in front ah. and you're like well i can't cancel out of this word i just have to finish it and get hit or type faster yes to type faster but that you know <laughs> some of that's not always feasible especially considering like <laughs> so i end up having to delay my own typing mm-hmm. till i knew which zombie was actually going to be coming first hmm. just then don't, type faster don't they color code the the words to who's going to attack no oh i thought that like red was the this zombie's attacking next. Yellow oh, no, is... no. That's only if they're, like, right on top of you. Uh, but if you see, uh, you'll two words will pop up, and then they will slowly come towards you. And you're like, which one is going first? Which one can I go for? Because especially if, because some of these, you know, they do, like, oh, um, you know, red, green, on bo- and they'll do a sentence, on board, oh, don't look that way. But then it'll all of a sudden be, like, in war, there are only losers, never winners. And it's like a full sentence, and you're like, oh, God, oh, oh God, there's commas in here. Oh, there's a hyphen. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, they kind of – I haven't really seen a way that I, I, I was able to match up that, like, oh, this is a mega zombie, so they're going to give you a full sentence. It's like, no, here's a random zombie, and it gives me the first lines of Romeo and Juliet. Well, crap. Okay. You know, and – it, what it, also what it told me was that hey I still got it I was hitting ninety five percent the entire every level, and Good. that made me very happy, knowing that I'm like oh yeah I took typing class damn it hell yeah I did boom you know and, uh, but of course I have a mechanical keyboard so uh, my partner was not happy about that <laughs> As, like, I could only had to wait till everyone went to bed and then kind of like okay it's pretty it's quiet enough that I can go clackety clack and no one's gonna blink an eye um it was good it was good it was uh again a lot of fun i i felt like the challenges were and i also they they have uh entered your own dictionary support so you can add your own sets of words that you've wanted to add but also they had like custom people had put like sci-fi dictionaries in there and all this other stuff so i was getting picard and i was getting <laughs> you know <laughs> uh the, the lightsabers and stuff like that so it they they did the give it some flair to it yeah and then uh, and then of course it is again pick, set like a b movie including having interstitial story beats that were 70s funk uh inspired music and acting and something was happening and these characters are like on a motorcycle and they're driving this thing and then the villains like oh my god and you know it's, there was it was there was a full story and that's what I thought was interesting. Just weird that it was just so Quentin Tarantino-esque in a bad way. <laughs> but I finished it. And they, they even, again, like I say it was a mode of hi- uh, House of the Dead because you could turn off the typing and have a uh, a key, uh, controller. So uh, two controllers could play this game as just a shooter. Pew, pew. Yep. Awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed your game. And Thank you. then the boys, Alec and Joel, both ended up with the same game through no communication of the gift givers, 
Which is good. Yeah. So I believe it was Alex got his for Alec because he knew that it was something that he already had on his wish list and that he would enjoy. Because it's got very, it's got Dungeons and Dragons kind of inspired role playing. Oh, it does. And uh, I bought the same game for Joel because I saw that it was very uh, story driven and it, in a way is like a comic book, but also light tabletop elements too. So it wouldn't be too ridiculous. I'm talking about Wilder Myth. Wilder Myth. Wilder Myth. Yeah, good thing you're here. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd just butcher everything. Wilder Myth. So, all right, kids, don't everybody fight at once, but... Alec hasn't talked in. much here. I want to use I haven't, off. no. All right, go ahead. So, Wilder Myth is, as you mentioned, it's very story-driven. You start off, you're building an adventuring party with your different characters you get to choose between whether they're going to be a fighter a mage or a ranger and then as they level up you get specializations from there and you're advancing this story of this encroaching evil and darkness and as you explore different areas it reveals more of the story to you you get to choose the way your characters respond to things, the way their relationships grow with each other. I actually had uh, two of the beginning characters fall in love. They got married, and they one of they both died in the next chapter <laughs> for me because of poor planning oh my on my gosh. part. And then the next chapter, their son was old enough to be an adventurer, and he joined my party. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yep. That, I, I I did kind of actually like that. Just I just got to the point where uh, two of my party members had children, and then it just adds to your party, like you said. And I think they baseline show up in your encounters, too, now, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's... I, they also have this sort of uh, option to pay for recruits and i'm not sure if that's just a one turn thing or you actually pay to bring them onto the team because i haven't actually used it uh but uh how about you after i had people die i kind of had to use it because i didn't think i was going to make it out sure uh so you throughout uh your adventuring they have these things called legacy points that build up from catching sprites from doing heroic things uh, that you use to recruit more people or to mitigate bad things that are happening. A big example that is after so many turns, um, the time passing in game, the enemies will become stronger. And sometimes you have the choice of using legacy points to oh well no that one that one's not happening because i don't want this monster to have extra armor good god (laughs) yeah yeah it's and it's funny because you end up i don't know about you alec but i tended to just let it go for the longest time and be like whatever you can do all your stat boost all your you want i can figure it out and, and then i had the first time where one of my characters got maimed and the idea is that if a character's life bar goes down to zero it gives you a series of options it's usually t- comes down to like either you escape and then that character gets a debuff of some type after like either uh 
they'll lose two hit points for the remainder of their life in the game or something like that. The other options would be like, okay, they're going to sacrifice themselves but do X damage to the enemies on board or they're going to sacrifice themselves and then have it be plus three armor or something like that. Uh, And then if you survive another day, if I remember right, if that person dies in another battle, it's gone for good. Like they're, they're done for. Yeah, so the people that I had fall in love, um, the first, I can't remember her name, the first woman that you get, um, I had her run away, flee the battle. I was like, no, I can't. They they just got married in the last, at the end of the last chapter. <laughs> ah. And then Slim died. And one of the options, because I think they're randomized which ones, because she didn't have an option to do damage but slim had an option to do 14 points of damage which is absolutely absurd for this game right <laughs> I mean, if you're doing five that's impressive mm-hmm. yep and so 14 i was like well slim it was nice knowing you i'll build a monument <laughs> in your honor <laughs> and the thing is like brutal so Everything has a preamble, like you mentioned, Daddy, like a comic book. You know, they're the different squares with dialogue. They have some back and forth. And then they give you options to choose from. Some of them kind of seem like pretty binary. It's like either we're going to go and face first into battle or we're going to plan strategically and go this other route. There were also times where, like, it would have three different choices and then it would give you a percentage likelihood that you'd actually be successful in that. So it actually gives you a decent bit of, like, risk assessment of having to decide, like, for one example, my warrior was the the female in the party, and there was a session where they're all going through, like, tight caves. And my mage and my archer could get through, but she could not. So the couple options were, like, try to push her through and see what happens. Uh. Uh, have her wait there. Or have her say, I'll go find another way around, right? And my first thought was just, like, if I choose, try to push through, she's just going to have, like, rocks crumble on her and get crushed. Uh, And so I had her go around, and what ended up happening in the battle was that the battle started with just the archer and the mage type, and then she showed up mid-battle for, like, when her showing up thing happened. So it, it has this cool, you know, dynamic impact to to what's happening in the game that really helps with uh being more engaged in the whole thing yeah now the big thing i want to do that i'm curious as to what would happen i want to do it but i'm also afraid to do it is i want to go into a battle and just tank it and see what happens if my entire party dies hmm i mean so you know i think that like I think the game is built in a way that you can't, there is a viability there that you can still play. I mean, you could start over, rebuild your party because the, again, the, the, the game has all these variables in it that I think that replaying it, you're not going to find the same thing over and over, mm-hmm. like say uh, over a second time. Yeah. So if you were to say tank this, I mean, just, just make sure that you're not, too like uh, attached at the hip for these characters. Like I don't be in love with these characters and tank it. You know, <laughs> these are my virtual children, Alex. I'm attached. <laughs> I know. 
unless of course they're gonna do 14 damage <laughs> there we go <laughs> unless they're gonna suicide bomb yep. one thing i really appreciate about this game is that we talked about the battles and sort of like the dialogue options but the way there's an overworld with a map and really the different years or turns it's about going to the different sections of the map that have been sort of overrun by monsters you then clear them out by scouting engaging in the battle which also gives you the uh, story bits and then you have to fortify it after you complete the battle in order to sort of like secure it for good under your control and when you do that you also did extra materials i think per is it per chapter i think they generate materials that you can then use to buy new equipment or weapons or upgrades for your your characters uh so it, i i think that might be some tied to some of my uh gosh what was it called uh there legacy points well there was a game i was trying to think of and of course i can't remember it now oh. but uh oh so no. knights of the no that's not knights of the round table um gosh i'm gonna find out it could later be anything you're right <laughs> with how much detail i gave the big criticism i have with the end of the chapter section right now is that too many times I've gone to craft an item to upgrade and you get this opportunity to do it basically for free. Otherwise it's going to take in game time. Mm -hmm. And it's like press X to craft, press Y to end the turn (laughs) and go on to the next chapter. And it's like, uh, not thinking press Y. Oh shit. (laughs) No, go back, go back. Oh, Mm. (sighs) it's heartbreaking. It is. Defender of the Crown. That was the name of the game. Defender of the Crown. Never heard of it. That's fine, though. You shouldn't. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys feel like this is something you're going to continue? Yes. Oh, absolutely. part, Part of my favorite thing about this is, one, it is not graphically intensive, so it's been easy popping between my desktop to my laptop to sit down and play it it is a game you can easily just put in a half hour at a time and feel like you got something done in it and can put it down and come back uh so it it really hits all the right spots for me from approachability uh like alex said that it has some of that uh role-playing aspects to it but it's not so heavy that it's encumbering to somebody like me who doesn't have a lot of exposure to this stuff uh but it is plenty fulfilling from a a tactics standpoint too so the coolest move is called interfuse and Mm. so the mage character they basically like possess an item Mm. and then depending on what that item is and what it's in it like will decide what kind of actions you can take so like a barrel might have like a splinter move where it'll break an area of an effect and hurt anything in that nine tiles or it'll be something like if it's a lamp you can suddenly do fire damage to to somebody (laughs) so it's and you can possess two things at once which is gives you so many range of possibilities and the the origin is always from whatever you've possessed so if things are fleeing you can catch them if things are approaching you can stop them 
because your range of that interfuse is huge. Yeah, it, it's definitely the most versatile tool set you have in the game, and it's probably one of the most fun things to do. <laughs> It's <laughs> so far just because of the, the way you can apply it. Uh, I just got that double interfuse upgrade, Alex, so I'm, I'm looking forward. Oh, that was an upgrade. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. No, it's fine. I'm looking forward to playing with it. It just gives you more options. It doesn't uh, give you like a combined option where you'll have both of them do something in cool effects. At least not that I know of. Okay. Well, I mean, that's the thing about the battle system, though, is like I mentioned, it's it's not terribly complicated, the battles themselves, but it's the options that they give you and the way in which the ways of enemies come that sort of makes it interesting. Yes. And it's about the friends that you made along the way. And not just the battles that you fought in. Or killed for 14 damage. Or, yes. <laughs> now, something that's actually really cool um, that we've brought up before and for things like Persona is when games are, for lack of a better phrase, not open. Um, I've actually got another romance going that is two men in my party. So they they don't stop you from... I have letting not mattering who you love. That's good. Yeah. Exploring all of the avenues. Yeah, that's good. They keep it they keep open mindedness there. Yes. Well, I'm glad you guys like that game though. I was kinda of, I was hoping that you would. Especially uh, Alec, I know that your your tastes are a little bit kind of uh I I don't your 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 range is kind of weird for me where I'm like I don't know if he uh, kind of you should you should like this game but no you absolutely hate it and it's like oh, okay I gotta figure this out and I'm glad that uh, Wildermyth at least kind of inspired that the, the at least a little bit like the D and D of just like creating uh, your own kind of story yeah loving it and I'm gonna continue playing it might even pop on a few more streams ooh awesome definitely do that. Okay. Does everybody feel good? Should we do this again next year? Yes. I haven't found a time where I didn't really... Like, I, I've always been very, very happy with the way that the white elephant's gone, so... Yep. Well, I guess we can do it again. I'll... I feel like you, Getty, and Alex took it a, too too seriously. Like, these feel like actual good gifts. They don't feel like white elephants. Are you suggesting I was just trolling Daddy? <laughs> I I think based on the comments that were in the the little thing that popped up, the gift where Joel is like, you can't have fun. You have to clean before you can have fun. Like, yeah, I've, maybe I took it too seriously. But it's good to see everybody I mean, enjoy what they got. Yeah, I got mine and I was like, damn it. And I gave Alex typing of the dead. I feel like I should have picked something better. <laughs> oh, I thought it was awesome. I enjoyed it. It's a new experience. It's a Every day thing. is a new experience. Every episode of this podcast is a new experience. Not that we really enjoy it or hate it one way or another, but we're here to make you <laughs> feel things about video games, I guess. Are, are, I don't, just are ignore we, me. Are we the purgatory of video game podcasts? I don't know. Just <laughs> Can't he get us out of here? I already got in trouble for using too many, like, drinking and uh, eating sentiments tonight, so, all right. 
next week I will unveil onto Video Game Punishment 2022 edition. So prepare yourselves. Your bank accounts are going to take a big hit this time. <laughs> no? Not funny? All right. I, I might need some financial assistance on this Yeah. One. No, we got you. <laughs> Keep your receipts. Yeah. Keep your receipts. There we go. Mail them to Joel. <laughs> He's got an Joel. <laughs> he's got an address. What's our tax stuff? <laughs> we need our tax stuff. It was supposed to be out on the thirty first. Mm, I committed to February. That, that's my. Uh, I'm talking federal responsibilities, man. Yeah, keep it up. I'll make it March. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> All right, we're gonna hop on over to our one last thing, and this week our one last thing is brought to you by calling up Getty to complain, and then Getty telling you to get good, Alex. That happened. Yeah, that happened. That really did happen. (laughs) I appreciate being able to play with this segment a little bit. My one last thing is Final Fantasy VII Remake Concert this Sunday with my bros. That's going to be exciting. Good stuff. Yeah. And Joel is getting his first uh, trip to Galloping Ghost. Yes. It's been a while since I've had an arcade experience, and this one sounds obscene. So, and it has uh, some historical games, including Primal Rage Two. Ooh, very nice. A working version of it. I think there's only like three in the country. I was yeah. just about to ask. <laughs> yeah, there's like three in the country. The game wasn't entirely finished. How about that? The game wasn't finished, and but they still put out the cabinets anyways. And I think like there's only like three left. It's not a very good game. It'll be a video game <laughs> awakening for your soul. Yeah. All right, Alex, what do you got? Uh, I just want to say I am uh, I am grateful uh, that I busted my buns doing some reviews this week on games that I can't talk about, but I will be in the next couple of days. And also grateful for uh, Xenoblade Chronicles just being an MMO. I uh, never played those games, and playing it now, I'm like, wow, I don't have to, like, play final fantasy 14 or final fantasy like 12 or play world of warcraft i could just play xenoblade chronicles two things every time yep every time every <laughs> damn time joel hit yeah me. <laughs> uh so i i learned today that my youngest son is a savant at super mario 3d land like i i had no idea he played it as much as he did and he sat down and said i want to show you something and he pulls up the menu and he's deleted whatever saves used to be on my card of course but uh there were three saves under his character uh two of them were defeated like 100 plus percent you know where they like do all the levels all the stars all the collectible coins and stuff plus oh there are these two separate like extra hard worlds after you beat the story and he somehow <laughs> those. and then he proceeded to show me in his separate one how he could get like 199 lives <laughs> on this character and you know how there's like that move in super mario one in the first world near the end where if you hit the koopa shell and jump on it the right way against the block it'll just do like an infinite number of lives when you bounce on it too many times Mm -hmm. they've got the same thing in this for one of the levels and he figured it out and he figured it out and he had to show me 
So that's what that tweet was earlier about yes. your kid's an absolute wizard at something? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's really good stuff. I'm glad to he hear it. He surpassed you. You thought it would come much later, didn't you? Oh, he, he can have Mario 3D Land. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Game sucks anyway. Joel's still going to dunk on him in basketball, so. <laughs> Show yeah, me he's going to rip off the shirt sleeves and just be like, look at the guns. Look at the guns, son. Look at the guns. <laughs> Joel has numerous sleeveless shirts. All right, let's not turn this into the Joel shirt. I'll say you want to get weird about it. <laughs> let's hop on over to... Let's jump on over to Alec with uh, his one last thing. Guys, I found out that apparently my eyes are not screwed up so much that I can't play on an Oculus. I can play on an Oculus. <gasps> hey, congratulations. How'd you find that out? Uh, one of my friends has one, and uh, we were over there today, got Joe on one of them, and then tried it on me. I was like, I'm telling you, this ain't going to work. And it worked. Nice. I was shocked. Nice. I'm very surprised that you had pre-put up a wall on that. I had tried I had tried a VR headset like six or seven years ago, and I tried doing one of those Beat Saber-style games, and I could only see the stuff coming out of one eye. I was just like, nope, this is not working at all. Mm. Hmm. But I guess they've changed the technology around a lot with the headsets. Very cool. Congrats. That's what we needed. Now you can buy a headset and overtake Joel as our VR expert. Oh, yeah. Help, that, your, help yourself. That'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that we have at least one game to review that's VR, so. Yep. Somebody has to do Still it. Still waiting on that write-up, Joel. Still waiting on that write-up. <laughs> You'll get it when I'm good and ready. Yeah, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> And that'll be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where you might be watching us right now on Thursday, or you might check us out this weekend on Saturday or maybe Sunday, where people, I'm sure, will be playing video games. Looking at you, Joel. Uh, Do you have anything queued up for Saturday? Well, Kirby's up at yarn. We're actually going to start it this Saturday. Another uh, fam- family delicious o- journey. Family obligations came in the way this past. Good. Force your family to play video games. That's what we. That's what we aspire to on Super GG Radio. Uh, Sunday. Guess they will. Sunday is oh, Alec. Yeah. yeah, we're either going to get some Dragon Quest or more Wilder Myth in. And then during the week, I get at least one push notification of Alex playing his backlog blog. I've been, uh, again, I told you it's the year of the backlog, so I'm picking games that I have sat on, purchased, and never played. So I am still kind of, uh, I'm I'm enjoying the games I'm going through. Uh, Again, finished uh, Quantum Conundrum. I was playing Mirror's Edge Catalyst, and that actually ran like crap. so I'm going to play it in the, elsewhere. And uh, Chicken Police. Chicken Police. Guys, Chicken Police is kind of awesome. I kept texting Joel the entire time, and he ignored me all night because Chicken Police was was kind of awesome. I was asleep. <laughs> yeah, man, you can't start your stream at 10 o'clock and expect us to jump on. It was 9 p.m. Eight, I think I started early. I think I started at 
Uh, that's old man o'clock. Yeah. I'm going to bed. Man, chicken police. Chicken police. Maybe check that out that's with fantastic. us. Otherwise, I'm sure at some point somebody else will stream. It probably won't be me ever, so don't look forward to that. I already have a beat on a nail gato for you guys. See, it? he's going to make me do it, and I'm not going to do it. Anyway, if you'd like to reach hmm. us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide us a review on iTunes or the AI-generated outro of your choice. Thanks for listening. GG, Alex. GG, Getty. Good game, Alec. Good game. And GG, Joel. Good game. I don't think she really-